This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. What's going on, man? Well, I don't know. Just just not a whole lot happening over here. I think there was a big game last night. Uh, I think I think baseball team won another series. You know, just a just a regular just a regular all day. How are things? How are things with you? We got a baseball game going on right now, actually. Oh, we do. We do. Grand Canyon. I've got a score update. Yeah. Top of the fourth. Grand Canyon is leading four two. Yeah, Parker Kelly just hit a double. So, guy on base, one out. It's all right. Grand Canyon's one of those sneaky good teams. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like Gonzaga. They play in the WAC, so like their conference schedule is a joke. Uh, and for what they are, they're a good baseball team. And they play a lot of really good high-end midweek series. Mm-hmm. I, would all, I would almost think that they, they save some of their best pitching for the midweek. Cause I could see that. They've played... Who was it? They, they played Arizona recently. They played Oregon um, and done really well. And they're doing well tonight. Um, two runs tech has put up so far is on two Easton Morrell solo home runs. Two, two. He let off the first. And when he came back around to the third, he did it again. A leadoff homer in the first. Yeah. Ugh. First batter of the game. Let's get start. That's a good start. Anyways, thanks for my chair to creak. It's the best. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, about basketball. I'm, we're not going to go through the, the whole intro and do all that kind of stuff. Talk about the Jayhawks who uh, are expecting to vacate their national title any second. Um, um, you're already going there. I wouldn't hold your breath, but um, a, uh, a single level one violation cost... Will Wade, his job at LSU, Kansas mm-hmm. has five. So we'll see. I mean, being that it's Kansas, I bet they get less than the slap on the wrist. Oklahoma State will probably have more of a harsh penalty than Kansas did. Oh, that's possible. But Kansas, I, I see that they've got all of the all of the the receipts. They've got the text message threads. All kinds of good stuff on Kansas, and I bet, I bet they'll still scrape away from that one. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the Big Twelve? I mean, is it? Do you take any 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 conference pride in this championship, and the, you know how well the Big Twelve's done in the last three national championship games, at least getting to that point? I would. Um, 
Yes and no. Yeah. Because to the vast majority, like you can turn around and say like the big 12 has won the last three or you, you've, you've played in the last three and you won the last two. Mm. You probably would have had a shot at the one that didn't get played. Um, and Texas tech obviously had a shot to win theirs. So, um, but no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not rooting for or touting Kansas or Baylor's banners. Screw those guys. <laughs> I, I kind of caught I myself. I, I hated it, but I kind of caught myself wanting them to win. The game was really entertaining. I'll, I'll say that. Like it was a really like the second half was a really interesting, really fun basketball game to watch as not a fan of either one of those teams. Um, sucked probably a whole lot more for, for North Carolina to give up the 15 point lead and ultimately lose the game Yeah, to see their star big guy go down on another rolled ankle this time. Like there's, there's video of it happening. Like the floor gives way is like, uh, that's just like, like peak unfortunate, right? Like mm-hmm. he's got to hit like the soft spot in the floor and it gives and his ankle. Oh my gosh. Terrible. Uh, and then one of their other guys like apparently got hit in the stomach and was like, he wasn't vomiting, but like he couldn't catch his breath and he kind of uh, collapsed. I didn't know a guy, a guy who Dini'd. Like he collapse is a strong word, but he kind of crumpled and it looked like he was throwing up for a second. Um, not great. Anyways, no. the game was fun. I, 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 I watched the game. I enjoyed it as a basketball fan to watch it. Uh, I hated that, that Kansas won, but I'm also just, like I said, just waiting for the, the shoe to drop. Yeah, <laughs> the Adidas shoe to drop. Well, um, the, the first time I checked the score, it was forty six to forty five because I, I just kind of lost track of time and was like, "Oh yeah, the 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 big game's on." The big game. It was forty six to forty five, and I just happened to open up my app and I realized, "Oh my god, it was forty to twenty five at halftime." And at that moment, I checked the score. Kansas was on a twenty to six run. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. Well, that, they that's ended, a quick turnaround. <laughs> they ended the first half on a tear. Yeah. Um, as, as you know, the Kansas offense tends to do. Yeah. Kansas is, uh, that was what I read. I mean, was they just, they started just pushing the tempo, especially in that second half, uh, scoring on fast breaks, just playing the, the, the games that we saw them play. You know, the only way that tech could, scored 90 something points was to try to go toe to toe with Kansas, which they did twice. Yep. Yep. And was, was, they were a little further out the third time in in the conference title game. But like, let me just say, not only like you beat them once in Lubbock, you took them to double overtime, uh, on their court. And, you know, you didn't fare as well the third time you faced them, but it was still a close game. Um, these are games that you played against the eventual national champion. Like you were a lot closer to being the national title game than you were like missing the tournament this year, which is mm. again, crazy to say when you were talking about this, you know, a year ago today, Mark Adams hired a year ago today. Oh, that is today. Isn't it? Yeah. The fifth. Anyways. Remember, remember the fifth of April member. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Not quite. It doesn't work. Anyways, um, we'll, we'll, as, as more basketball news comes out, like how the roster shakes out, uh, in the grad transfer market and the, the portal, all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to give a basketball updates, but 
that's about as much as I want to talk about the Jayhawks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, I guess a begrudgingly one, a begrudging one. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's uh, at least it's not Duke. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's a thing. I mean, but then we could say that, like I like I brought up a couple weeks ago, like if, if Duke won the whole thing, three of the last four times, Tech's only lost in the turn. Well, only lost. Everyone only loses <laughs> once. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tech's losses in the tournaments were to the eventual national champions. So that was why I was sort of almost kind of half aid rooting for Duke as, as little as possible. I, I don't know. You know, once it gets down to Duke, North Carolina and Kansas, there's no winning. <laughs> there's no winning there. Who do you want to win that? It's like, okay, it's Alabama, Clemson and Ohio state again. Like who gives a shit at this point? It's, it's the blue bloods, whatever. Good job. So, um, it did, did have some interesting news that came out today, Michael. That the yes. uh, Big 12 commissioner is stepping down. Oh, that's right. Bob Bowlesby. We have officially thrown our hats in the ring. I think our, our three-legged approach, our, our stool here, three, three-legged approach, three-pronged approach. Poop, are we? We're no. talking. Okay. A sitting device stool gotcha. um, that would really keep us... Um, in, in, in contention to be named the next commissioner of the big 12. I think we can add a fourth one and talk about being on the cutting edge of like streaming rights. Um, but number one, uh, you gotta, you gotta settle all this weirdness about the conference title games and, and tournaments. Like just put everything in the DFW area and just be done with it. Oh, as opposed to Kansas city and Oklahoma and the and- Dallas or Arlington, like just, just put everything, put it, like literally like the basketball, baseball, football, all those tournaments can be held within a 30 minute drive of each other. And yes, you do have a team based in the Metroplex, but they wouldn't have a stated advantage over anybody else in the conference. And that's, that's not really a shot at TCU because one, like you have to realize like as a small school, they don't have the alumni base. The rest of the big 12 can obviously easily travel to Dallas but it's also like Iowa State, maybe ha- or West Virginia, smallest alumni groups in Dallas. 
everybody else, like there's somebody there. It's at the very least easy to get to like Texas tech wants to go up to Oklahoma city. That's a six hour drive. Yeah. It's only five hours to Dallas. It's five hours to Dallas or, um, you know, those flights. And I, I know we, we kind of talked about how difficult it was to get to Lubbock and how that was nonsense. But I'm just saying like, just centralize it with, with, with the conference offices. Just like it's home. Dallas is the base. Just keep everything there. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't have the home field event, home court advantage that you see Kansas get in the big 12 tournament or, uh, you don't have it on campus or, or something. Or Iowa state. The, the amount of Iowa state fans that travel to. Yeah. To the, the, the basketball Kansas tournament. city. Yeah. From Ames is, I mean, granted they don't get a lot. Uh, it's a lot easier to do that than drive to Dallas from Ames. But I don't, I guess I understand. I understand what you're saying. I don't have as big a beef with that. Step two. What else you got, Commission? Whatever TV money uh, Texas and Oklahoma are supposed to get from the Big 12, no. You just cut that off. Give to everybody else. Um, for however long they're here. <laughs> like, if it's just one year, great. We're going to take your $35 million, chop it up 10 ways, and give it to everybody else. I guess eight uh, ways. Does that work with... No. No, absolutely not. But it's, I mean- it's, 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 it's one of those platforms that, that you campaign on knowing that you can't deliver. <laughs> that's gonna, what I'm going to campaign. I'm we're like, going to make them when they leave, we're going to make them pay for it. Yeah. So we're, we're going to, we're obviously going to take all, all their TV revenue uh, until they're actually gone. We're not going to let them, let them leave early. And if they leave early, we're going we're gonna to charge them twice at whatever the TV money would have been for that, that okay. period. So if, if they're leaving a, a year early, it's twice their the yearly amount. If they're leaving two years early. It's four times. So all right, all right. Um, I'm on board. You've got me third. We're going to institute a, a in season power ranking of each team as they're in the season. But the power rankings will involve their food options in the city, in the arena or stadium. So people that are traveling to the games or that are there, like it's a full experience. You get the team rating, they're strong, whatever the atmosphere, the food has got to be included. That's obviously something we have to consider. Oh man. As 23 personnel. And then I said, obviously Cincinnati, you're going to be the last of that list every time. Just get over it. You're also new. So, so is it kind of like County commissioner or something? Like, do I get to vote? Do I get to vote for you? Can I write you in? I wish. Cause the names I heard thrown out there and I don't know if they were actual names or guy was just like, we're just going to float names who would make sense. Ironically that, that list didn't include Kirby Hoka, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, uninspired. Well, well, especially since now I never threw my hat in the ring for commissioner, but just before recording this podcast, I did throw my hat in the ring to be Kirby Hokut's success, successor, successor, Su- successor. You want to be the next athletic director? Of Texas sure. Tech. Sure. Oh, yeah. Should, should he go and take over as commissioner of the big 12? I, that, that's I would, a, that's I would a, do that. It's a seven figure paycheck I'd sign up for. I would do that job. And, and so far my only credit is that on April 1st, I tweeted hire Mark Adams. Yeah, you did. That's it. That's all I've got on my resume. But if, if, if anyone can come up with anything else, um, I, I do think I'll take partial credit for the cheaper concessions. Sure. Be- because, um, well, it wasn't my idea, but I do enjoy them. And I think it was a great idea. And, and my, my kid enjoys them too. So I'm, I'm going to take credit, some credit for that. In honor of the masters 
happening this week. Let, let's go full on Augusta national and, and be given out like ridiculously cheap concession price, like a sandwich, a dollar 50, a drink, what? a dollar. They do that there. Have you not seen it? Yeah. They, they're like, no. they're, they're famous for it. Basically. Like they've got, uh, egg salad sandwiches and pimento cheese and barbecue sandwiches. I like could buck oh God, or a dollar fifty each. That is some Georgia stuff right there. I love it. it I, I wouldn't buy any three of those items. I, I would. I wouldn't mind it. Maybe I would the be very wary of a of an egg salad sandwich. The 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 shelf life of an egg salad sandwich outside in Augusta. Uh, you would need to eat that thing quickly. At least it's early spring, right? That's true. Anyways. Um but yeah, that's, that's kind of what, that's one of the things they're not, obviously they have a great golf tournament happening this weekend. Um, anyways, we got w- way off track here. Just know that the, <laughs> the 23 personnel, uh, hosts obviously very qualified to run the turn, run, not just the tournament, run the conference. If we've, if we've taken anything from the past few commissioners, it's the bar is extremely <clears throat> low and you can't be worse than Dan Beebe, or Bob Bowlesby or whoever it was between them. Forget whatever his name is. It, you can't remember. You remember it. So, um, if you want to keep up with the, the, those kind of things, one, we do want to hear what, what realistically, what you want to see in the next big 12 commissioner names. Sure. But like, what, what do they, what do they need to be able to do? Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Follow us at, at 23 personnel. You can follow me at Spencer at punt suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And keep up with us as we go live each week over on ColorCast, which is the live audio-only sports talk platform, which we are on this second. It's free to download and to use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, live podcasts, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join us at 23Personnel just like over on Twitter and be notified when we go live. So come with your spiciest takes guys, tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. Well, athletic greens is one of these top quality multivitamins. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, the immune system gives you energy, helps with recovery, helps you focus and helps with aging. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season and tornado season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink again that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right let's uh let's get straight into baseball and then we'll we'll, we'll tap on some football here at the end cool let's do it left field well struck desloni picks it up on a bounce He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home run, and he's got it into his own bullpen. Reps and some time because all the teams are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. 
All right, so there weren't any extra inning walk-off shenanigans from our man walk-off Wilson, but you did go 2-1 and one in Lawrence this weekend against the Jayhawks, 4-1 and one on the week going back to Stephen F. Austin. This week, you put up a ridiculous number of runs. I think I counted it 73 runs in five games, averaged something like 14 and a half or 15 runs a game, um, put up 19 on Tuesday, 13 more on Wednesday against Stephen F. Austin. And then on the weekend, you get up there Friday night. Uh, it took a little bit longer. Uh, you, you, you put up a lot of your runs there later, but you win that game Friday night 8-2. to two. Saturday was an ugly football affair, 28-2. to two. Oof. Could have been 29 to two had a, our man Sam Hunt realized he hit a home run and not been robbed. Um, I don't know if you mean by seeing this John boys done a video on it already, uh, but Sam Hunt hits a home run on Saturday, straight deep center field. Center field jumps up over the wall, misses it by just a few inches, right? Uh, very nearly stole a home run from him. Um, but Hunt, I guess, assumed it had been caught. Mm. So between first and second, he just kind of rounded off his his uh, his trot and started going back to the the, the dugout. Um, the umpires that had watched the ball had signaled home run, but it's just a it's just a finger point and a little circular motion they do. Um, and he just kind of lazily rounded off his trot and started going back in. And two umpires kind of looked at him for a second. And pointed at the base and called him out for abandoning the base path. Weird. Which is one of the weird baseball rules <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I, I like to make fun of slow pitch softball because um, it's, it's it's just a ridiculous old man attempt at playing baseball again. But they don't require their batters that hit a home run to run the bases. It doesn't make any sense if you hit a home run why in baseball the batter has to run all the bases. Like the ball's not coming back. Sure. But the rule states they have to touch each base and come home and they have to do it within the designated, you know, that they, they set their own base paths and all that kind of stuff. And as we saw this weekend, Sam hunt abandoned the base path because he thought he was out because the ball was caught. He thought he was out because it was caught. So he leaves. Then he gets called out for leaving. It's like, well, the ball's already gone. Anyways, so it could have been worse. It could have, it could have been 20, 29 to 2 at the very least. But 28 to 2 on Saturday. Come back on Sunday. Um, a lot like last, the past weekend versus Texas, you got down uh, and then you just could never get back in. Obviously, with Texas, they, they, they run real you. And on Sunday in Kansas, they just, uh, they Kansas never went away. Like they got a lead early. And then whenever you would score, they would they would answer and put up a couple more runs after you. Um, you know, you scored one in the first. They scored three in the first. They scored another in the in the third. Um, you scored one in the fourth. So at this point, it's you know it's two to four. Kansas scores two more to get it to six to yes six to two. Kansas scores one in the fifth to go to seven. You score three in the seventh to get it to five five seven. You you feel like you're back in this. Kansas scores one more in the eighth and then closes it out to, to win this one. Um, 
and I'm, I'm not saying that this is a thing, but if there's ever like a number of wins between this game, this series versus Kansas and the, the one this upcoming weekend, um, and it's less than five, like I, I, I don't want you to get three wins versus Kansas and like just one against Kansas state, right? Like great. You, you got the, the series win versus Kansas. Let's go get the series win versus Kansas state or sweep them, whichever works. But I, I don't, I don't want to see a sweep Kansas and then come out and lose to Kansas state. Like you did last year when you're a much better team, but Kansas state ended up winning that series uh, two games to one. So you, you had th- those three games or I guess five games going back to last week, you put up 73 runs. The offense is coming alive. Defense, you gave up six, eight, ten, eighteen runs in those five games, so less than four mm-hmm. a game. Um, but you definitely take that plus ten run advantage. This midweek, you've got tonight Grand Canyon, tomorrow Grand Canyon. It is four to two. Uh, I believe they're in the fifth now, or maybe maybe heading to the sixth. Um, Grand Canyon is one of those teams that, like I said earlier they need to schedule very aggressively to remain um, in the talks for postseason play. But you'll see, like if you look at their schedule real quick, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Um, yeah, they've played Arizona twice. They played Oregon State. Uh, I forget who else it was that they had played. Arizona State. I mean, I, I don't know how well, Arizona State's doing this year, but they are. So right now, Grand Canyon is 18 and 11 on the season, 10 and 2 in conference play. Um, they had a three-game series against Nevada. Uh, they played Arizona, UC Irvine, which has been a a uh, postseason team. Cal Baptist, you, you played them as well. They swept them three times in three games, 3-1, 10-3, 19 to 3. Um San Diego, they had a two-game series versus Oregon State, like Michael said, number five, and they split that. That was on the road, too, that second game. Well, one, they lost the first game by one run, eight to nine. The second game, they put up 13 runs uh, and beat Oregon State by six. They've played and defeated Arizona State. Um, So right now, they're Arizona State champs. They did lose to Arizona on the second time they played them. Um it's that last week in the midweek, three to five. Um, then took two out of three this past weekend versus New Mexico State. Obviously, they have Texas Tech right now. So they, they, they like I said, schedule fairly aggressively in their non-conference. And I think mainly because like their, their conference slate is just trash. Like this weekend, they play Dixie State. Um, oh, yeah. That they, like Cal Baptist is, is a, a conference series for them. Um. They've got a really, really interesting uh, little, I don't know if this is like a little mini tournament where they, they play San Diego State and Stanford. Uh, the three of them play back-to-back. Like Grand Canyon plays San Diego State, then Stanford, then San Diego State again on, on a doubleheader, and then Stanford again on, on Saturday. Uh, they play New Mexico. We've got Arizona coming up again, but conference opponents include Utah Valley, Sacramento State, New Mexico State, Seattle, U. So saying like their schedule sucks doesn't take away that they are actually, like I said earlier, a decent baseball team. When, when they do schedule these tough opponents, they're, they're doing 
pretty well. Uh, they did play against Oklahoma State in their their regional last year in the Tucson regional. Um, anyways, so you've got a chance here to continue to to improve your RPI, which currently is sitting at fourth. You've had some real uh, real big movement over the season. Um, your rankings as as of Monday came out. D one baseball moved you as you at fourth. Baseball America at fifth. Perfect game at third. The National College Baseball Writers Association has you at fourth. Collegiate baseball at fourth. Your Massey ratings have you at sixth. RPI is fourth, and the coaches poll is fourth. So, a lot of fourths. A lot of fourths. A third. Your highest is third. Your lowest is sixth. A consensus fourth. Yeah. Um. And then upcoming upcoming series this weekend, I think, is the big one because you want to keep the, the conference momentum going. You've got Kansas State here in town, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Kansas State, an interesting baseball team, Michael, because looking at the stats, I can't figure them out. They are 14-13 and 13 on the season, 1-5 in Big 12 play. They have been swept by TCU, and they lost the series to Oklahoma State. So as, as Oklahoma State's conference schedule has started really soft with Kansas and Kansas state, Kansas state's schedule has been fairly difficult. TCU, Oklahoma state, and now Texas tech. Um, they're playing Creighton tonight. Um, their, their offense is a Texas tech light, which mm-hmm. is saying something. Cause like the Texas tech offensive numbers are actually really, really good. Um, the, the the Texas Tech batting average actually had a pretty significant jump up over this past week since we did the the uh, podcast last week. The team average is now up to three hundred six. Uh, Kansas State's is two ninety five. Yeah, um, their their slugging percentage is eighteen points different. You're at five twenty one. They're five hundred three on base percentage. You've got a, a pretty significant lead there. You're fifty points ahead. Four twenty three to three seventy nine. Um, you hit nine more home runs. I, I think. I think that's the biggest thing I saw. Is they hit? They're they're pretty good at hitting for average. They they can get on base. Um, their slugging percentage is a little bit down, but they're they're not hitting like they're they're not hitting as many home runs, so they're hitting more doubles. Mm. Um, but you have a huge advantage in 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 the the runs. Like as high as their slugging percentage is, is as close to yours. Um, you've hit nine more home runs than they have. You, you, you've hit two tonight. I don't know how many they've hit, but you've scored 303 runs so far this season. They've scored 174. It's a 130 run difference. Um, strikeouts, you're way up. You're at 250. They have gotten 198. Uh, stolen bases, 23 of 24 so far on the season for Texas Tech, Kansas State, 19 of 26. Defensively, I think, uh, again, you'll see Kansas State is a lot closer to Kansas in terms of pitching and defense than their offense is close to you. Um, your opponent batting average when you're on the mound, 228, Kansas State is allowing batters to hit 251. ER, ERA, you are more than a, a run better than they are, at 438 to 542. Um, you've walked 41 fewer batters. You have given up nine more home runs than they have, but they have allowed teams to score 23 more runs on the season, which is negligible over 30 games, right? That's 
you know, one run per game, but mm-hmm. um, anything you can get really is going to help. Um, you have a ton more strikeouts than they do. You're up almost 50 full, 50 strikeouts on them. And then their fielding percentage is down to 966. That's worse than the conference where you're up at 980. Uh, some guys to look out for, <clears throat> excuse me, when they're up to bat, Dominic Johnson, uh, a lot like like the guy we were talking about from Kansas last week, Ahuna Maui. Um, this guy is in the tops for Big 12 average. He's fourth. Uh, this is these, these are season numbers. He's fourth in the Big Twelve in average at four hundred five. For reference, Jace Young is fifth. He's best on your team at four hundred. Uh, his slash lines four hundred five, um, slugging percentage four sixty five on base. No, I read that backwards. Four hundred five, four sixty five, five eighty six. Uh, again, I think that just means he hits more doubles than anything. Uh, he's got fifteen on the year, only two home runs very few RBI. So again, like it's weird. Like they're not hitting well with guys on base. Um, they hit decently for power with a, you know, a slugging percentage over 500 as a team. But like, again, you'll see like with this, one of their best hitters, he has 16 RBI in the year. You're just not, not scoring a lot of runs. Well, and that's just how you almost double them in runs, I guess is yeah. tech is able to, bring the guys home, which is something that I, I think they're, I, I'm sure there's an exact stat for this, but have they improved on that this year? It seems like they've been a lot better about leaving guys stranded at the end of innings than last season, particularly. But I, I don't know if that's just kind of a smell test and you know what I've, I've gotten to watch maybe half of the games. So I've probably not fully grasp grasp all of it yeah i don't i'd have to look it up i don't know if it's if that's something that like every stats stat service tracks um hitting hitting with runners in scoring position uh i know that's something that they do for 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 major leagues um but yeah you, you you have to think that that that's a lot better this year for texas tech when you're you're scoring 300 runs uh, and more almost doubling up a team like Kansas state um, in terms of conference play though, they're, they have a, a batter, uh, not Dominic Johnson, but Nick Goodwin to look out for, for his, his average during big 12 play. He's fifth in the conference and he's hitting almost 500 in big 12 play. Now granted Ooh. that's six games, but still that's six games and he's hitting 500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His slash line is 474, 615, 895. So dude's getting on hitting for power. Um, as a comparison, I was actually surprised to see this. Your leading batter in conference play is freshman Hudson white. And he's fourth in the conference. Whereas uh, Nick Goodwin for Kansas state is fifth. He's hitting almost 600 in big 12 games. 579, his slash lines, 579, 654, 947. And then Easton Morrell is next for Texas Tech at seventh in the Big 12. And he's hitting over 400, 435, 552, 913. Um, I want to point out a couple other, like, just really impressive Texas Tech batters during, or some statistical leaders uh, in Big 12 play. You've got two guys in the big, in the tops, Top 10 in the Big 12 uh, in average. Uh, Hudson White and Easton Morrell, their third and seventh. 
You've got three in the top 10 for slugging percentage, White, Morell, and Young. And then two in on-base percentage, uh, White and Morell. So White and Morell are really doing fantastic things for you. Obviously, when I talk about tonight, when Morell's got two home runs for you, um, White has just been a fantastic surprise as a true freshman coming in for you. At least for me, I, I I didn't know how much you know I didn't know much about him, but fantastic start to his freshman season, and actually picking up the pace, doing it even better in conference play. Um, going back to the Kansas State series, I've got four pitchers to expect that you may see as a starter throughout the weekend. Um, two of them have been fairly consistent starters, Connor McCullough and Griffin Hassall. I believe that's how you pronounce both of those names. Um, Connor is, or sorry, Connor McCullough is three and one in the season, 335 ERA, but it's 506 in Big 12 play. Uh, 117 whip, so he's keeping, you know, keeping runners off the bases. Only had only given up 31 hits, 15 runs, 40 strikeouts to 16 walks. Pretty close to a three to one advantage there. Only given up two home runs, and opponents are batting 214 against him. Griffin. Uh, three and four on the year, 470 ERA on the season, but Big 12 play has really roughed him up. 923, um, 121 whip again, really low whip, 29 hits, 20 runs, 27 strikeouts to eight walks. Again, that that is three to one, one home run, 244 opponents batting average. And the other two guys are going to be Blake Adams or Blake. Uh, I didn't realize until just a second that the two guys that I would be replacing each other, both named Blake, Blake Adams or Blake Corsentino Adams is three and two on the season. So he's got more experience in terms of getting full game uh, and results 290 ERA. It's 432 in big 12 play 117 whip 32 hits, 16 runs, 45 strikeouts to 15 walks. Another guy with a three to one average there, three home runs and 209 batting average. It's really, really good. Uh, and then Blake Corsentino, one and two. He's got a three ERA, four fifteen in Big Twelve, one eleven WHIP, only twenty four hits, only giving up eleven runs, eighteen strikeouts, six walks. Again, a th- another guy with a three to one average, two home runs. Opponents are batting two thirty eight. So from those four, you'll see three of them: uh, Blake Adams, Connor McCullough, Griffin Hassall, Blake Corsentino. I think um, with as well as their starting pitching has been, you really need to work on getting them out of the game quickly and getting to their bullpen. Um, because those aren't a team that's hovering around 500. These are pitchers better than a 500 team, right? Um, now their, their big 12 numbers are, are starting to get up a little bit and maybe that's more a reflection of who they are now as opposed to their early season schedule. Um, but these guys are keeping batters, around the 200 batting average mark. They're not giving up many home runs between those four guys. They've given up two, three, five, eight home runs on the season from those four starters. Um, all of them have at least or close to a three to one strikeout to walk ratio. So that's what I got for you on the wildcat baseball team. Michael. Well, and yeah, and I know that a lot can, you know, a lot has obviously changed for both teams, but if I remember right, uh, you know, Texas tech 
watched this series last year and then yep. I just looked it up to make sure, of course now it was at Kansas state. So, um, they, they went in and just pounded on 17 to 17 to one in the first game and then lost two to seven and four to 10 in the following two and, and dropped the series. And that was one that we all kind of went, oof, that's a series you got to get. Uh, cause then they were playing, you know, number 10 at the time TCU right after that. But I, I think, it's it's a team that that you've illustrated perfectly that is is going to give tech some trouble and they're not going to just go away i think it's actually helpful <laughs> that it's going to be a home game that'll give tech a little bit uh, maybe just that extra edge and they may not need it you know they may just blow them out of the water but if it comes down to needing a little bit of uh you know a little bit of familiarity and and some fans and stuff then I think that'll be the little X factor in this game. Uh, Spencer mentioned earlier, we are on ColorCast. We are broadcasting live right now. It's a Tuesday night. That's when we go on. And it is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, Spencer, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. We need to find us some insiders. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news such as Bob Bowlesby stepping down at some point later on rather than just doing it now. Um, all you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS app store. You create a profile, you link your Twitter, you join our group, which means you need to follow us at 23 personnel to be notified when the room goes live. And we'll be going live on ColorCast pretty much every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Central. Come with your spiciest takes. Guys, it's re- it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold, flu, and dust season. I was gonna I was gonna re- reference a TikTok video, but I, I don't think it's viral enough to, to really get the joke. But this guy was suffering from some seasonal allergies. And he made the joke, he said, you know, like he was praying, dear God, please make the, the pollen go away. And then there's a tornado watch announced over his, uh, his news. He's like, oh man, I gotta be more specific. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about athletic greens, not tornadoes. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Michael. Let us... Let's um, let's talk some football, man. What do you think? Okay. All right, let's do it. Chuck keeps himself. Made two guys miss. Touchdown! Two and out of the end zone. Picked off. And it's picked off. Pick six. Jeffers. Slager able to escape. And that picked off. Back to back. Turnovers and one. Seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! Oh, my God! Can you believe that? Wow! 
right. We're going to talk about some spring football, Michael, because that's where we're at. <laughs> do you think, do you think uh, the intro is going to be longer than our, than our football discussion? No, 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 no. Okay. We're, we're, okay. we're going to make sure we, we make good use of that uh, longer intro. Um, one did want to, to not announce as that's not, that's not the, the style that we Break, have here. Breaking news. Breaking news. No, Texas tech, uh, did get the commitment for USC offensive lineman transfer Ty Buchanan. Um, this is a big dude, Michael six, seven, two ninety. Um, he's been out there in Southern California for a couple of years, originally from Corpus Christi, um, into the transfer portal. Uh, after one season, sorry, one season at USC where he redshirted, he'll have four years of eligibility left and immediately available to play this fall. Um, wow. Former three-star recruit, number 52 interior offensive lineman, um, but really, you know, obviously, like, like I said, big dude, I think. Um, remind me if this is the older brother of that other Offensive lineman recruit that we that's like really highly ranked. Maybe oh, that might be right because I think there was speculation there that this could happen. Yeah, well, with anyways. him with him being from Corpus, um, which which is great because as we all know, L.A. to Lubbock is about halfway between. Corpus and LA, I think. And <laughs> yeah, just about, just about. L- Lubbock's halfway, I'm pretty sure. So it's closer. And and it's still staying true to what McGuire has preached this whole time is, is, is if he's going after transfers, he's especially going to be interested in guys that want to come home. And here's just another exact exhibit of that. No, I was mistaken. The, the, guy, the guy that we were thinking of, was uh, his name is Shanahan. Oh, um, man. Buchanan not- versus Shanahan. That's pretty good. And I I do believe you you got his older brother the the the, the Shanahan brother, um, if I can get there with a thousand different clicks, board, football recruiting commitments. Here we go. You got this. Where where are you going to find all this good stuff? I'm over on uh, on inside the Red Raiders. Okay, my good friends over there, twenty four seven sports. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is a great podcast and I, I should have had all this pulled up uh, well in advance. Well, you're just, you're just um, proving me right that yes. we're going to have more info than the intro. We did. We did get the older brother of the Shanahan's uh, transferred Michael Shanahan transferring in from where is that? UT Martin, that's Tennessee Martin. Um, six five three ten tackle. And you do now have Ty Buchanan, six six or six seven two ninety uh, interior guard, and then obviously puts you on the radar for younger brother, younger Shanahan. Either way, um, got that. You've got a couple of spring practices. I, I no more than a couple. You're halfway through spring practice. I think you, you've done mm-hmm. seven. You've got a, another, what are those words? Scrimmage. You got a scrimmage coming up this weekend. Um, I think the exciting thing uh, is, is that we're just getting closer to a spring game. And that's not like, obviously those aren't like super compelling, but it is interesting 
to see how things, the program will look differently. But just your first glimpse at like, what is, what is a, what is a Zach Kitley offense look like at Texas? Tech? Right. What, right. What, what is, what is a, a DeRuiter defense look like at Texas tech? Um, because DeRuiter is a guy that you were heavily going after uh, to lead your defense. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, and Kitley obviously was, was on staff here and learned under Kingsbury and he went off and had really successful years at Houston Baptist in Western Kentucky. Um, and then you hear some of his interviews and talk about like, he wants to be really good with the, with the skill guys we've have. And that's including the running backs Heard really great things about Taj Brooks and Sir Roger Thompson. Um, Xavier white is being cross-trained to be a, a, a inside receiver. Uh, Chadarius Townsend is being cross-trained to be an outside receiver as well. Um, Who's playing defensive back? Isn't there an offensive player playing defensive back now? I swear I just saw that not too long ago. I may have missed it, but uh, great another, another great podcast. This is how this is how I'm so on top of football right now. Yeah, I'm just over here like just spouting things off. I think I heard, and then I have no way to back it up. Sorry, everyone. Hey, it's it's as if uh, Keith is listening to the podcast. He's not. Because uh, he's not, he's. I don't see him he's not in the, color cast. I don't see him in color cast. But he did. He did post an update in our Slack chat about Texas Tech being one for eight with runners in scoring position tonight, uh, which is not good. Texas Tech is down just the one run still, but you've had plenty of opportunity to get that other run back. Uh, you just have not been able to convert just yet. So, so as predicted, I, I touted how well Tech has done not leaving runners stranded on base this year. And they go out and strand a lot of runners on base. Seven so I'm far. saying it as I'm saying it, that's, that's exactly how that works. And I don't know if it's the camera at this field or if like the lights are really this bad. Uh, my, I, I don't know if you're watching this game, the outfield at grand Canyon. So, so dark. Oh, really? Like, it's like, I don't, I don't know how they're, they're, they're playing out there. It's, uh, so dark. Anyways, um, you did get, um, you had a, a huge visit visitor recruit weekend coming up this past weekend. I said coming up, but I meant this past weekend and you got the commitment of a 2023 defensive lineman, Amir Washington. Um, so now your 2023 class has 14 guys in it and I, it's early. I know that. Mm-hmm but it's first in the big 12 right now. Second in the country. Your average rating is getting up there close to 89. Well, it's 88. Uh, but your last year, this, the one that you just signed, um, was 86 48. And so far right now you're at 88 five. So you're a good point and a half higher. Um, and you're still going, man, still going. You've got obviously Isaiah Crawford, uh, the defensive lineman, outside linebacker from post um, the quarterback, Jake strong. Uh, I did see that one of the re- recruiting services recently bumped him up to four stars. Um, so that'll, that'll help him once that, once his profile gets updated. Wow. Um, but yeah, man, your, your recruiting class, you're doing really well, obviously uh, this early got a great Great group already assembled. I think I saw somewhere um, they said that since McGuire has taken over in November, 
as head coach or, or since he's been hired as head coach, he's added 14 offensive and defensive linemen to the roster, which is a ton. It might, it's probably, it probably is. If we're actually talking weight, well, it'd be more than a ton. It'd in be terms more of than weight. a ton. Yeah. If we're talking about these guys averaging close to 300 pounds a piece. Yeah. That's over a ton. Maybe pushing two, two tons. Um, the other thing I want, want to bring up spring game is coming up here in a couple weeks, the 23rd, 1230. There is a baseball game in town that afternoon, but if it's you're one, if you're one to hit both, um, I'm willing to bet the most interesting or intriguing parts of spring practice will, of the spring game will be over and time for you to get to the baseball game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's designed that way. And <laughs> I, I'm interested to see what we talked about this before, but the, the Matt Wells spring game experience was horrendous, <laughs> boring snooze fest. <laughs> it was lackluster at best. And I have a feeling Joey McGuire is going to bring a little bit more something to it. I mean, there's only so much you can do, I, I would imagine, but he, he will find a way to make it a little more lively and, and probably make it competitive in some way, shape or form, as opposed to just flat out having practice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hope I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how much different it's going to be, but also I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped to see the quarterbacks. Supposedly, apparently there's been a really good competition between the three guys there. Uh, and I almost said Shimanek and Shuck, Donovan Smith and Baron Morton. There was a, there was a, what, 10 second video clip of a highlight of Baron Morton throwing this absolute dime to tight end Henry Teeter set everybody ablaze. Ooh, tight um, end dimes. Yeah, I'm all in. Like it he hit him over the outstretched hands of a defensive back, hit the guy in stride, end up scoring. A thing of beauty. And then uh, the video got retweeted and commented on a bunch by the guys that were there like that's one of the best those I've ever seen. Um so the competition McGuire said he would hope he would like to have a starter or a a better idea of who would be number one by the end of spring practices. Um, but what I'm hearing is the competition is hot right now, which I think is awesome uh, because we, we saw what we got from Chuck. I really liked what we saw from, from Donovan Smith. And if, if Morton's there giving you another option um, that can run the offense with Kelly, man, I'm having a hard time not believing, but I, I, I would, for me, Michael, I would tend to um, defer to experience and seniority. Like if they're all, if they're all going to be the same or if they're all like, if they're so close neck and neck, I would almost defer and just say, okay, Shuck, it's going to be you just for the mental space, the, the, the maturity, the experience, um, the calming nature that age and experience brings. What about you? Yes. If, if, if all three are the same, are, are, are you wanting one like the older guy or like, no man, where's let's get all the reps for, for, for the young guy. Hmm. I, I, I'm kind of leaning on Smith just because of that same with Smith, you'd have him cause Chuck, this is for sure his last year, right? Almost assuredly. Yes. 
Okay. So Smith, you would have him for one year, two years, you know, you know, maybe just two, you know, if he really catches fire and does really well, he may leave after playing, you know, starting the following two years. So I would, I would almost lean towards that just because it gives you something that tech hasn't had in a long time, which is a multi-year starter. And I think some continuity at that position would, would be worth the risk just to kind of give that a shot. But I don't know. Shuck does have, have a pretty good arm on him at times. And, you know, as a comma leaving kind of worries me a little bit cause that was his guy, but that was his guy. If, uh, if, if he can hook up with the tight ends or something, then fine. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for tight end dimes. Like I said, man, let's go for it. And, and just think about the size you've got, like Teeter's probably the smallest, but he's going to be your, your most experienced guy. Uh, I, I still think he's, um, he's a fairly big dude. Um, and then you got, well, um, Oh, I'm blank on his name. Tharp. Tharp. Who's what? Six, nine. Yeah. Um, unless he's grown, <laughs> unless he's grown. He could be six ten. He was listed seven at six feet. nine in the fall. Yeah. Henry Teeter, six, four, two thirty. Uh, and he's a senior. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sure. Um, gosh, I mean, if there was anything I was bad at, at football and there were a lot, um, catching the football was probably, that was probably up there. That I was, was probably one of the worst things I was at in the game of football. Well, so I, I, I probably told this story before, but when we were first doing uh, middle school football, they were, they were asking us individually after we ran our 40 yard dashes, what position we thought we would want to play. And I was coming back from my 40 yard dash. And they're like, all right, Rogers, what do you want to play? I, like, I want to play tight end. And he just laughed at me. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Gotta be so much faster to play tight end. And this was seventh grade. I was like, oh, man. Thanks. Why, did, why don't you tell me that before I say this? <laughs> uh, so he's like, I think he'll be better at tackle. I was like, all right, man. Great. <laughs> Put me next to the tight end. That'll make it better. <laughs> Maybe I can block him. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, interesting note, just to, to note, uh, Jadarius Townsend, as I said, was, was, was doing some outside receiver work. He's been changed on the roster to be a receiver. Hmm. He's listed as a receiver. Well, I'm glad he stuck around. I mean, he just seemed like a guy that was really capable. He just, for whatever reason, wasn't on the field very much. Um, so I, I'm glad that McGuire's recognizing that and trying to, to find a good spot for him and put the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I saw this again, going back to just the, the offensive skill power or skill positions. Um, wh- whoever it is, whoever's going to be the starting quarterback, they've got just a ridiculous bevy of really long, really tall outside receivers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was just looking, you got Trey Cleveland at six four, Jerron Bradley uh, at six five. Um, there was a there was another couple of names, and I'm, I'm already blank. I, I'm I have to go back and look at the. You got Fungi at six four. Um, so you've got you've got guys and, and several more of that size uh, playing outside receiver for you, and they're just absolutely stacked that yeah you're, you are going to miss Ezukanma um because just that dude was was catching everything and he was a favorite target but uh sparkman 
uh, is 6'4". Oh, yeah, and he really, well, I was about to say, showed a spark. Oh, no. I'm so, but he really did. I mean, he had some, some, uh, some good games those last Oh, I don't know. For the the Cumbie games, I guess <laughs> the Cumbie era yeah. here at here at Texas Tech. Well, then you got like the, the tight ends: Jed Castles. He's six seven. Tharp is six nine. Teeter is six four. Um, so your your offensive skill, like you know your tight ends and outside receivers, are just going to be giant human beings. And then you've got really great looking guys that are play inside receiver. And running back like Sir Roger Thompson, Taj Brooks, those like they can't be like more textbook of of just like what you want to see. Sir Roger Thompson, six foot two fifteen. Um, what numbers Brooks wear? He's in the twenties, I bet. Sorry, I'm I'm going through the uh, yeah twenty eight five ten two twenty. Good gravy. Good gravy. Good gravy. All right. All right. With, with, with all of that, I'm sorry. Um, again, just want to wrap this up. I, I would, I'm looking forward to seeing this team. I, the spring game is going to hold a little bit more interest for me, at least just to see everything new, the the new atmosphere, the new experience of a spring game under McGuire, the new defensive and offensive systems. Uh, and that'll be coming up on the 23rd. I have. Okay. I had it backwards. Let me, I finally went back and found it. So Kitley is switching uh, Nate Floyd from defensive back to wide receiver. I had it backwards. Oh, nice. So we're converting a DB to wide receiver. Right, that man. was, that was what I had. So I had the, I had the headline wrong, but my heart was in the right place. Okay. It was in the right place. Go, go ahead. All right. Just, Wanted to remind everybody before we, we, we wrap this up and get to what we learned that today's episode of the 23 personal podcast is brought to you by sports drink, your digital water cooler. Sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports like food, which I think we may be talking more about food a little bit later, Michael. Yeah. They're here to help us grow and hating your favorite team, a rising tide list all boats. So go check them out online or on social, go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in, at sports drink spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels, S P R T S D R N K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, Michael, you want to get to what we learned? Yes, I do. All right, let's, let's get it. What did we learn Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. So, I'm gonna let you go since you've got the the note in there and then I'll, I'm gonna give a a going yard update. Oh, okay. This is exciting. I've, I've got two things and they were, they will counterbalance each other. So, so wait a minute. (laughs) Uh, the first thing I wanted to point out is that I found out this weekend, this is what I learned. Five K's are fun. (laughs) I've, I, I've, I ran and signed up for the first one I've ever done. And a lot of it was because, I mean, I'm just really proud of my wife because she decided on her own volition, like in November that she is going to start running and wants to run a 5k. She's never run before, not competitively, not middle school, not high school, not anything like that. And she just decided to do it and she jumped in and went for it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it too. 
so I've, I've been, you know, hopping on the treadmill and stuff for the last three or four months. Anyway, we went out to Yano Estacado winery. We had a good group under the 23 personnel team name. Cause she wanted to use our podcast name to get everyone a discount. So we had a team. And I'm just now remembering I was supposed to turn on the online store for you guys to wear some merch and I <laughs> didn't do it's it. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. There, there were six of us. And That's so, awesome. uh, we, we all finished, we all had a great time and I really am surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And, and it's probably a lot of it just has to do with because of my work schedule and everything. It's not like I get to just go out and run on a beautiful Saturday morning at 9am every week or just any morning. So, uh, that was really fun. And my wife did awesome. Came, you know, finished, finished well, finished, um, she did a lot better than she thought she would. Her time was great. And so anyway, really excited about that. So I learned that they're fun and we'll probably, we might become 5k people, Spencer. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but we may, we may start trying to do one every month or two months or something. There was a time in my life when, when we were a lot more active than we are now, uh, when we were running or trying to run Samantha and I, (laughs) and, um, and, and we were, we had, we had intentions of, of, of doing a 5k and we were doing one of those couch to 5k programs. It's about mm-hmm. killed it. Right. Of course he did. That seems um, about right with me too. Cause that's pretty much what Allison did. I was like, but that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I was also trying to do the program the, where I had the most struggle, Michael is, I don't know if it's just the size of my feet or how I learned to run. I get terrible shin splints. Uh, so pain. Like I can't even pick my, my toes up. So like I start, start running, like my feet start to drag. I'm like, I'm going to fall. I was worried about that too. I, I really don't know how I avoided it. I think I, cause the most I did up until that was uh, if I got on the treadmill, it was mostly just to walk like as a cool down or something. Um, cause I was worried about shin splints too. Cause that's all I've experienced over since I've been out of high school, whenever I would try to run, and so what I would do is usually just hop in the elliptical. That was the only way I would get cardio. And so I was very worried about trying to run. And I, I think I just miraculously, I didn't read anything. I didn't look up anything. I just, <laughs> my typical self, like, ah, I got it. I must've just started off slow enough to where I built up an, enough whatever it is, muscle or whatever you need yeah. on your, over your shins to where that didn't start. That didn't happen with me. So I, I don't know. I have no, I have no secrets except to just go even slower than you think you should and do that for a while. <laughs> this is really good. This is really good help. And then, um, you know, just go faster, eventually. slower, just go yeah. faster, just slower. go faster, slower. Okay. So we've talked about running and getting in shape and trying to be active and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Put, put that all away. I'm sorry if I lost some of you because now I want to talk about Whataburger. There's something new at Whataburger. Heck yeah, man. I got a notification for this thing. <laughs> I had to look <laughs> because it you got the app because I have the app <laughs> and it is the Southern bacon double burger. And what is on it? It is American I look cheese. It up. Yeah. I know I did too. It is American cheese and Monterey Jack cheese. It is three slices of bacon. It's two 
beef patties, of course, pickles, onions, crunchy slaw. Because it looked like slaw to me, but I wasn't for sure about that. And I figure, well, that may be what makes it quote unquote Southern. And then it comes with Southern style sauce, which I have no idea what that means, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. And this is probably going to happen sometime in the next week. I hope to, I hope to have a report before the next show. Next color cast show. <laughs> I'll be talking about the Southern bacon. Double I, I may be with you. Slaw on it. Yeah. Like the, the slaw is not a, a deal breaker. I would, I would ask for, for no onions or maybe, maybe having grilled it or something. Slaw and um, onions does seem kind of too much, but like I, one or the other. I'm curious what the, the Southern style sauce is. That, is that like, like, like a coleslaw sauce is that like what actually goes with the coleslaw or is it more like a, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm interested to find out. Cause I, I was, my mom has this sandwich sauce and I can't remember who, who makes it, but it's really, it, it tastes like a, if you were to somehow turn a deviled egg into a sauce, like a spreadable sauce <laughs> you put on a sandwich, that's kind of what it what? reminds me of. So mayonnaise Durkin's maybe. <laughs> is it Durkin's sandwich sauce? You just make that's just you're just making that up. Well, let me remind you, she's uh she's from Natchez, Mississippi. Oh, okay. All right. So there's definitely southern roots are yeah. there. Yes, Durkey. It's called Durkey Famous Sauce, but it's a sandwich and salad sauce. Um you may be onto something because judging by the photo, it's mayonnaise esque. It's a mustard mayonnaise mix. It, it, well, on the bottle, it says a tangy mustard mayonnaise flavor. Yeah. Um, but it has a distinct egg taste to it too. When I when I had it, hmm. so. Well, so I, I I wonder if the southern style sauce is is like in that kind of vein, like it's a a condiment mixture or if it's something else entirely. I may have to get one of these myself. I wonder if it's like the Alabama white sauce, which. I would, barbecue sauce, isn't it? Yeah, which I, I would be all about. Oh, I think sure. that would be delicious. <laughs> for some reason, that sounds like, really like a white it, queso. Now, yeah, now I'm going to be like disappointed if it's not that type of southern style sauce. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Yeah, well, and, and also, you know, we're, we're trying to eat out fewer, fewer times. Um, yeah, we, 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 you know, we had a. March was a, was a month for us. And we were, we just, we like, we didn't, we didn't keep up with any of that. The end of the month we went back and looked at like, wow, we, we, we ate, we ate. Yeah. <laughs> in it's, March. It's, it's jarring when you do the old search on the credit card. You're like, Oh, how many, how or, many times did I go to Taco Bell this month? <laughs> or like when it, when it tells you like, you know, your spending habits, like you here, here's what you spent on groceries and here's yeah. what you spent on fast food. You're like, Holy crap. I, I don't need to, to know that. this. I don't need to know this. This is fine. Um, so anyways, we're, we're one, obviously trying to be healthier, but two budget conscious. We're trying to cut down. It's not like, like we're, you know, we're not going out to eat big fancy restaurants a lot. We're going to fast food more, more than anything. Sure. So it's, it's, but it adds up. Oh, for yeah. sure. It, it added up quite a bit. Anyways. So last thing I want to give an update on going yard. Um, we, we do have a, a baseball game on tomorrow night. Uh, our little Braves are one and two. I am trying really hard to step back and not be that guy. We lost Friday night because we couldn't play catch. We were throwing the ball around. Like it, it was one of those games. Like the team that beat us shouldn't have beat us. But on the flip side, they beat us because we we just weren't very good. So this is 
who we are, whatever. I here I am trying to say I, I, I not to be not to be that guy, and I'm being that guy. Um, I've already talked to Grayson, so he's been playing catcher. He's been playing great catcher, uh, and in our division, most of you will you know know or just remember from me talking about it so much. We usually put a, a, a defensive team coach behind catcher. Uh, just to keep get the ball back to the pitcher faster um, to keep the game going. Because if there's not a runner on, there's no point in having the, the player catcher go chase down the ball because they're not catching the, the, the pitches coming in. I told Grayson's like, I, I'm not going to be back there tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the dugout. I'm going to be away from everything. <laughs> Cause there like there, there were just, there were just times when I was just like, because I'm on the field the, the entire game, I'm just, I'm just, I get sucked into it. Um, and like, as an example, really quickly, we were playing, it was windy. Uh, this kid hits a ball to the fence, which to me, like it's over, like he's going to score. I'm not, I'm not concerned about like, there, there's not much you can do if, if the kid has the power to get the ball to the fence at this age, our outfielders are out there. And one of them, this girl's great, really good, but <laughs> With girls in baseball caps, right? Like that, they can't get them on very well. Otherwise, you have to get like the ponytail that goes through the hole in the hat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of a mess to deal because the hat's on and off, on and off, on and off um, because they're batting or whatever. So her hat's not very tight, so she can get it on and off easier. Wendy, she bends down to pick up the ball. She picks the ball, starts running back to to throw it back into the field. Hat blows off and gets caught like the wind's blowing so hard, it's caught like on the fence. Oh my God. It has been blown into the vents. Yep. Um, granted, nothing she did would have changed the outcome of the play. Turned around, went back, go get her hat. I was like, oh man. <laughs> but like, it, it was stuff like that. Again, not, not because it was something she did or because she was a girl sure. or anything like that. It was just like those kinds of things. Um, and actually, when she threw the ball into our really good shortstop, he just like jogged the ball back in. I was like, dude, you don't run with the ball. <laughs> Like even kids, even kids on our team that have like the weakest arms can still throw the ball much faster than the fastest kid on the team can run. Mm -hmm. Like it's not even close. Anyways, I'm going to remove myself from the field and just be like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to go sit down over here and stop yelling so much. Um, anyways, going yard update. That's really what I want to talk about. So you all know, uh, we're, we're getting our house ready to sell, uh, probably next month. Backyard was in shambles because I had decided not to mess with it last fall because I was going to switch over to Bermuda this spring and summer. Um, so I didn't put any effort into, you know, overseeding and doing all the stuff that I, I should have done last fall. And then we decide, oh, we're going to build a new house. We're going to move. I have to get the backyard into shape, right? So like, okay. So I fixed the holes with the dog digs. And I put down fresh grass seed, which should have been last fall. The problem, Michael... The grass seed I got um, is four years old now, which is a little bit beyond the shelf life it's supposed to be that it's supposed to be good for. Mm. Um, and it's seed, right? Like it's it shouldn't be that bad. But I've I've done everything I know how to do in terms of like watering it on the right schedule, put it down. I've kept it whatever. No new grass has popped up. It's been a week and a half now. I was like, I have to start all over. I have to I have to go buy new seed. The grass around it, though, the grass around it looks great because I've been watering it so much. The backyard (laughs) is blowing up. It's green. And, like, the side yards and the front yard look like 
absolute trash. I may have to put seed out there too. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't. You're doing. I, you're doing the opposite. You're, you're supposed to. You're supposed to keep your front yard. The front yard the, green, but the, the yard everyone else sees good, and then the backyard's just like ah, whatever. Yeah. Well, on the listing, you know, the the people that are gonna be looking at the house, back, like, man, this backyard looks really nice, and the front yard's like, it's <laughs> true. What the hell were they doing? I'm I'm getting a little nervous actually at this point. Like, the grass has never been this dormant this long because it went dormant so early last fall and it just hasn't come back yet. I'm just, I don't know, man. I didn't really start seeing green. Of course, mine's all Bermuda, but I didn't start seeing green in mine till this week. Well, right. And, th- and that's, that's not uncommon for, for Bermuda and it, and, well, and around my neighborhood, the- it's, we all look, everyone's yard looks like if, if anyone accidentally dropped a spark, just the entire yard would go up in like 14 seconds. However, if you've seen the the parts along the, the highways that have burned, that grass blowing up Looking right now, it's all, good. It's, yeah, it's all green now. There's so, a spot on 84 on, uh, that I remember. Yeah. So you, you may want to, you know, start a controlled burn at the front of your house and stay back around the, the, the side of the house That's with your hose. Do not try this at home, kids. Well, I mean, one, you're, you're on a corner and, and for, from what I remember, like if you were to start at the front of your house and you, you were ready to my house in, in like 14 seconds. Well, right. But if you were land. ready back there with the, uh, with the hose and stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'd be able to control it. Fire truck. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not going to burn my yard, dude. No. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So that's, that's where I'm at. I, I, I know it's like a lot of people are in this spot now. I'm used to the yard being a lot greener like two or three weeks ago. And like the front yard is like just like they're they Most of the yard is, is brown or yellow. <laughs> just got sporadic, a cu- couple of green leaf blades, grass blades sticking up above it. I was like, oh boy, I know I, I'm going to, I'm determined because we had, um, my in-laws were in town from Florida and stuff this weekend. So we were out and about doing stuff with them. So I was like, okay, this weekend, this weekend is do some TLC in the yard weekend. I've got to edge the whole thing. I need to dig out all the dirt that's blown into it. Yes. Cause that's, that's a, as that's much as really it, a lot of it, as much as I sand. made fun of, of it, of, of you doing that, I was like, man, that, that front edge that faces my street, like <laughs> there's a good little bump that like, the mower yeah. hits and like it'll scalp that grass right there because there's so much dirt built up there. Mm-hmm. Sneaks I, up on you. I don't know how to get it out. You can't at this point. I think it's just, it's, it's just part there. Of it. I mean, yeah, you could rake the, the hell out of it and, and get some of it out. But, but yeah, I mean, I've, some of my places I need to extend the sprinklers just because there's been so much dirt blowing that the sprinklers don't stick up high enough. That's actually anymore. really, really easy to do. I've done that so a I might lot. Get you to, I, might, I might get you to give me some some tips on that. Oh, for sure. It's it's, it's not as, as as difficult as you as you think. So well, I can make things pretty difficult. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there there are ways to make it. Boy bad. just knows how to turn a wrench on like a chisels plow sweep. I mean, he's not. <laughs> if there's something plastic, I'm going to break it. <laughs> and, and and that's true. Everything you're going to touch in the sprinkler system is going to be plastic. Oh yeah. Anyways, but yeah, man, that's, that's where we're at. We're going yard. I, I know we've, we've now been talking for an hour 20 and we were probably done with our podcast 30 minutes ago, but for those, Everyone uh, else is still listening, for, they're still listening for those hanging around. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great for commutes. 
exercise. You got to, you know, elliptical, get on a bike ride, a run. Happy to, happy to fill that time for you. Yeah. You could I mean, also play just, it at one and a half or two times speed and get through it in 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. That's fine I mean, too. It's depending on how fast you are that that's, this is like three, five K's just for you. That's actually really sad to think about. We could have run three, five K's and we're still <clears> sitting here. All right. That'll do it for us on the 23 personnel podcast. Uh, basketball, national title game, entertaining, waiting for the, the Kansas violation punishment to drop. Don't hold your breath, though. Spring football's around the corner. Baseball's ongoing. All great stuff. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.